0: All right, you get the invite
1: on my way. <clears throat> we
0: What's up, everybody?
1: Crank this up a bit.
0: <clears throat> Welcome to the TLR live stream where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and military prep, whatever you guys want to talk about. Uh, MRF says, What's up, Dan? What's up, brother?
1: Oh, I'm doing good too.
0: <clears throat> um, yeah, no. <laughs> Tony's
1: here too. Josh Nick says, yo, what's up, Josh?
0: <clears throat> so, uh, how's, uh, how's things been, Tony?
1: Uh, great. I actually, um, had to fill up my gas tank today. So that was a little <laughs> bit traumatizing for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't drive like a nice car. I don't have a huge gas tank, but it's still, I mean, it's like 50 bucks to fill my tank right now. I drive like a 2008 Honda CRV. Luckily it gets like 30 miles to the gallon. That's pretty nice
0: yeah no i uh i feel that dude i uh i keep saying i'm gonna look for a nice bike you know a nice bicycle dude call me dan daniel armstrong because i'm about to be uh biking everywhere dude
1: someone said there's an echo i'm trying to fix it
0: major reverb yeah i see that okay
1: is it on? you have your phone allowed, don't you
0: my phone's turned down i don't know whether it would be reverb um
1: How's it now? No, I still feel like I hear it.
0: Still a reverb. Oh man,
1: guys, let us know if it's still doing the thing, doing that thing. Because we could just uh, restart. Josh says California is over six dollars a gallon in LA. Ooh, that's rough. That's disgusting. <clears throat> is it reverbing? I guess it's uh, uh, YouTube guys. Is it reverbing for you guys? Is it echoing?
0: Yeah, that'd be good enough.
1: Because then we definitely know it's your fault. If it's not. YouTube. I, oh, like you would, yeah, no, I like to know. And I like to make sure it's anyway. your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, the Josh says it's fine for him on my end. Yeah, who's who's
0: echoing, I guess? Uh yeah. So Castile says it's heavy echo on your side when you talk. Maybe my side. Um
1: You'd think we'd have this down by now, but uh
0: yeah, <clears throat> I think. Nick, what's up, man? It's good to see you, dude. He says, Hello, you beautiful bitch, is what he said. Uh, <laughs> Nick is the man, dude. Let's see. Colin says, Do 50% plus that graduate RASP really get RFS? And does it really come down to not doing uh, responsible stuff or slacking on PT numbers? Or am I missing something? Thanks. Um, yeah, so I'd say, I'd say that's probably fair assessment, 50% of the initial graduating class, um, for, you know, a lot of the time it's alcohol related incidents and things like that. So, um, as long as you guys just, you know, stick, don't, don't have a plan when you go out and drink, I mean, just show up and do what you're supposed to do and, uh, stay diligent and you wouldn't worry. Don't worry about it um <clears throat> castiel says yes it's still there but only when top guy talks okay i'm top guy <laughs> i don't i don't know why it's doing that um yeah. what about youtube did they say anything
1: said it was fun on my aren't for them on youtube
0: it says better on instagram daniel's quiet um you know we don't save it on the instagram side so what i'm going to do guys i'm going to restart it and see if that fixes the issue on the instagram side. And I guess we can keep talking on YouTube side.
1: Okay. Um yeah, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully it's your fault. Gonna add my title. Uh can you save this? so we can watch it back and make sure and see if I can uh we can see what was wrong.
0: Sure. The title is end of the world um live stream. <laughs> really is really is what <clears> I <named> think. <throat> uh, end of the World Live Stream. There we go. Uh and going live again on instagram
1: make sure you invite me
0: <clears throat> oh yeah well do i have to though
1: i can go home <laughs>
0: uh, it's okay we'll have you
1: all righty let us know if it's better we're we'll hitting some of these questions
0: <clears throat> yeah guys let us know about the sound quality where we just rebooted it seeing that if that's going to fix the issue so i don't know
1: all so none says any advice on how to get better at land nav i really suck at it and i'm trying to go to rasp um we get this question a lot actually and i've I've mentioned it a couple times where i say like some people are just good at land nav and some people just aren't so some people have to work a lot harder to get better um honestly though the best way to get better at land nav is there's two ways that i think is uh to get better at land nav one doing a lot of land nav so that helps a ton. Um, one of the reasons why I think I'm so good at land nav is because 13 foxes are we did we did a lot of land nav AIT and stuff like that. So I was uh, felt pretty comfortable with it by the time I got to Rasp. And then secondary to the fact, another reason I think that I was good at land nav is because 13 foxes deal with almost nothing but maps all the time. So the like secondary tertiary skills um, for you know reading maps and terrain associating and things like that were part of my job, my MOS. So Practicing those finer skills, terrain association, reading maps, plotting grids, those will make you better when you're actually out on the course. If you really, really refine those skills, and that's something you can do without being out on the land. Of course, you can just plot grids, and you can um, have someone plot a grid for you. You can request if you're in the army already trying to go to rest. You can request to try to get time at the simulators where they have um, the 3D maps and stuff like that. Those would be my two recommendations.
0: Yeah. And, and as much as we get this question, I'm going to put out some content on it. So ju- just know it's in the works. It'll be free. I'm not, it's not something I'm like looking to charge or anything. I'll, I'll be uh, uploading some uh, some more content on uh, probably what's going to be article format to start. And then we'll look to do a video or something, um, which we talked about uh, doing. Just figuring it out, again, it, we got the know-how. It's just a delivery. So I think uh, initially what I want to do is some written content for you guys um, cause there's a lot I can explain there. And then whenever we can find a good place, um, to shoot some content, maybe we can get a video out later on something that me and him have uh, talked about for, for a little while now.
1: Yeah. Atlanta is one of those things that it's a little bit tough for us to, to figure out how to get that information out to you guys.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is, I mean, there's, there's content out there. You guys like YouTube, YouTube's your friend again, like you said. You know knowing how to read a contour map uh knowing how to identify terrain features knowing um you know knowing how to pull an azimuth and how to plot on you know um uh, on the contour map and and uh stuff like that i mean that's that's a good good place to start if you know nothing
1: um, they all said it was oh, showing a no reverb um here's a question for you from josh. Josh Nick says how much fiber do you guys recommend a day I've seen don't go over 70 grams. Um, yeah, 70 grams seems like a lot. I don't know. question. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, a, that's something I don't usually think about. Um, realistically you shouldn't have to be worrying about too much fiber if you're eating, you know, healthy foods like, you know, salads and things like that. Have a lot of fiber. Fruit has a lot of fiber in it and stuff like that. Um, really, you shouldn't have to be worrying too, too much about your fiber intake unless you're eating uh, poorly. That's when you're really going to have issues with fiber.
0: That's what I was going to say is, you know, I, I don't count my fiber personally. Doesn't mean that it's like, you shouldn't, because if you want to calculate all that stuff, by all means, um, by the way, I pulled up, Dr. Google says, uh, 30 to 38 grams a day. So 30 to 38 grams for, uh, for men. And then it says 21 to 25 for women. So I was going to say, yeah,
1: 70 seemed high. I was like, that's a lot, lot
0: but I mean, you know, like if you're eating healthy, you're probably going to be eating foods high in fiber. Like if you're eating vegetables, if you're eating fruits uh, you know, that's going to help with all that stuff. So um, yeah, just eat clean and you're probably going to be on the right track. Get your two servings of fruit a day and then make sure you're eating veggies. I like cooked vegetables personally. Uh, I think it's easier for the body to digest but you guys who into salads stuff like that like eat salads and stuff like that throw that in in the mix definitely get those veggies in there.
1: Uh yeah like I said I mean I um I eat salads and stuff we do a lot of so I I'll usually eat like a a chicken salad for lunch and then we do um mostly like cooked stuff for dinner so like tonight we had quinoa and like cooked carrots and stuff so i usually like we do hot i do a hot meal for dinner and then at lunchtime i usually do um colder more raw stuff
0: <clears throat> yeah um yeah I, I used to eat a lot of salads um i still have them now and then but uh something that i i got into was the like cooked stir fry i would throw in like a bunch of vegetables cook them if you throw in like some good oils and like uh you can can spice it up and it's actually not bad.
1: Yeah. There's, I would, uh, we're getting way into nutrition now. Um, this will be the last thing I'll say about it. I, uh, I found a good, it's like Dan O's and I found like, it's a low sodium version. So it's like really, really light on like the garbage they put in some of those other spices that I throw on pretty much everything. I just use the spicy one. Like you can just put like quinoa, a bunch of vegetables in a pan have some oil a little bit of like fresh lemon squeezed on top and like a tiny bit of spice and like you can just eat that and it'll it's super good for you
0: exactly yeah eating healthy doesn't mean it has to taste bad that's a that's a common misconception um but you I, do have to
1: you learn how to make stuff taste good sometimes yeah Cause it's like, an acquired
0: taste but
1: you know kale and chard and stuff are like really good for you but you can't eat those raw i can't eat those raw like <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, there's things that like I grew on me that I grew to like, you know, like, um, like the cook, like some of the cook, like cooked spinach and stuff like that. Now that's something I enjoy. So, anyways, that's enough about uh, our personal,
1: yeah, preferences on um, <laughs> vegetables. Like, <laughs> uh,
0: Wallace says, getting my packing list ready for class, seven um, twenty-two. All right, congrats, dude. Um, did you guys? buy the one percent shirt and basic no i don't know what that is
1: i don't know what that is either i did buy our like uh company shirt but i only bought the company shirt like (laughs) they have like that's funny everything
0: that's funny because i i definitely did buy some uh some gear dude um i just wore the the what was it mad dogs uh the sweatpants the other day i still got them
1: yeah you were <laughs> you were mad dogs i was uh i was warriors yeah, uh, yeah. i bought the t-shirt just you know um Cause like I I had some friends that I made a basic that I would never see again. So I got a t-shirt, but they have like sweatpants and jackets and hoodies and t-shirts and rings. And I definitely don't recommend getting all that stuff. Uh, getting a T-shirt's fine. Like I want to remember some of your buddies from basic It has everybody's name on it from your company and stuff. So that's why I bought mine. Um, I don't even know where it is. It's probably gone now. Um, but I would probably stray away from the class rings and stuff. Uh, cause no, you'll just get worry, relentlessly, uh, corrective training um <laughs> if, if you have that stuff around yeah <clears throat> yeah um mike f says uh this is my favorite question of the night and i would just started but still um <laughs> already <laughs> what is your height dan in all the pictures you have on instagram you look five six or five seven <laughs> uh
0: i'm five nine five six and don't let them, don't, right. don't, don't don't let them tell you you, <laughs> you nailed get, it you need to, yeah okay <laughs>
1: I'm like average, you know, average height, dude. Average, yeah, most things. Um, <laughs> X3192 says, I'm wanting to be a regiment officer. Do you re- recommend enlisting at 17 or 18 or wait until your 20s? My dad was an enlisted ranger and did it at 20. Oh, well, if you want to be an officer, you got to go to college.
0: Yeah, you sure would.
1: Um, so... And you can, obviously, do green to gold later on. Um... But I would recommend going to college first and then and then doing just like an ROTC program um, or something like that. And I also, you know, if you want to be an officer too, make sure in regiment it's tough. You kind of got to gotta bounce back and forth. Um, but if you did choose to be enlisted, um, unless there's a reason that you would want to wait until you were 20. Um, I don't see, like if you're not ready or you wanted to do something else beforehand or something like that, uh, going at 18 is... You know, fine, and it'll get you started and kind of on the career track right away.
0: Yeah. Um. Cam says, "Question. I'm on my way to Fort Gordon for reclassing as 25B. Think yeah, that's combat engineer, right?
1: 25 Bravo is RTO. Oh, I
0: was Twelve Bravo
1: is uh combat engineer. 12,
0: 12 Bravo. That's a, okay, so any chance for they me? they both to have a two,
1: two and a B in it? So you're you were close. I was close enough to
0: yeah, only thirteen uh, numbers off. Any chance for me to volunteer at AIT as E5 M-O-S-T? Do you understand what that is?
1: Uh, maybe. I'm not sure what the reclassing options are for the volunteer. You may be able to. Most of the guys that I know that reclass trying to get into regiment, put it in their contracts when they um, do the reclass and do that re-enlistment, they put it in their contracts so they can go. We actually had one guy. I think um, try to do that when we were there, but I think he had it in his contract. So you can talk to them. I'm not sure. It does also depend on what their current regimental recruiting standards are. Um, they do fluctuate, especially for the in, you know, you already know, in service kind of things like that and it also depends on numbers for E5s and stuff they only have so many obviously so many slots for team leaders and things like that um, especially if you're a more specialized MOS like 25 Bravo uh, you know there's only so many company combo chiefs that they can have and stuff like that so it, it'll really just depend on what their current standards are and what their current needs are
0: I agree and but I will say if it was anything like whenever I left we needed uh, we needed RTOs So I would, I would assume that you have a decent shot, but again, at the end of the day, it's, it's whatever the demand is.
1: Yeah. It just depends on what their current numbers are, which they usually do need 13 foxes in 25 series, like all the time. So Juan says, hello guys. What's up, Juan? Juan
0: says, I love eating meat. Yeah. We don't just eat uh, vegetables, by the way. I mean, we definitely eat things, dude. Other things, other things, um, Colin says, uh, what numbers do you guys recommend having before seeing a recruiter? I was planning on waiting until I get better than recommended before seeing a recruiter. Okay, so numbers as far as physical fitness, numbers as far as like, you know, academics. Uh, I'm going to assume you probably mean fitness, right? So I'll address that one. Um, Either way, I would say, you know, start prepping now, but you don't need to wait to go see a recruiter. You know, um, if that's something that, you know, you want to do, you know, get, get well versed on what you want to do and start talking to him and start getting set up. But I mean, you can start getting in shape, you know, tomorrow, I mean, tonight, if you want to, I mean, whatever.
1: It's a little late. We'll let you wait till tomorrow. (laughs) You can wait till
0: tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, don't let it hold you up is what I'm saying.
1: Also, I was, yeah, that's true, but don't want to push you in anything either. Um, you know, we're, we're huge here about you know taking kind of responsibility and control your own decisions so don't let some recruiter kind of push you around if you don't feel ready um but at the same time flip side of the coin we get a lot of people in here like some people messages on the dms and instagram on youtube and stuff they're like hey you know i always get over a 300 and my new acft score is maxed out but like i just don't feel like my scores are there like you got it you made it you're good dude like go ahead like you're fine like you're you're always going to want to get better and that's a really really good mindset to have and it's going to do you a lot of good especially in the military but you know don't hold yourself back because you don't ever think you're doing good enough or it's ever going to be good enough
0: you'll never feel ready i said that to people all the time they're like well once i'm ready i'll go do this well you'll never feel ready it's all about taking the leap you're never going to feel 100 like you're ready for it you know maybe maybe a select few i don't know but like for most people it seems like they have to take this leap
1: yeah well it's tough because you don't know what's gonna happen you can't be ready for something that's completely unknown to you, you even the information we give you it's never gonna be like you know exactly what's gonna happen so it's scary because it's unknown um even if you are 100 percent ready mentally and physically it's gonna feel like you're not because you you just don't know because it's unknown
0: yeah um and he did clarify that it was pt he was talking about so we addressed that uh do you have anything on your ends i don't want to
1: oh yeah get on um Axe says no more jokes uh, about my name. I appreciate that, Axe. Um John Chapman says, How would you how would one go about getting into RRC? Um pretty much the same way you get into anything that requires you to be, you know, different. Uh there's a selection. Yeah. Uh you have to be uh usually a tab D four. Um and you can go to their little selection. Uh, usually, they want you to have a little bit more time and a little bit more rank and a little bit more experience um, than just a tab D four. If you're like a 21 year old tab D four, and they're like, they're gonna be a little bit more iffy about it. But they have uh, selections. I mean, when I was there, there was flyers all over talking about RRC selection. Now, I don't know personally how what their numbers are, how many people they take, and you're not gonna be able to find that information. So you're just gonna have to take your shot if you're uh, interested in that route. Yep
0: um reggie says were we allowed to use social media while we were in regiment uh that's a good question we've actually gotten that one before short answer yes um longer answer is that you have there are things that you have to watch you know what you do on it um you know the less that you reveal about you know what it is i mean your career in general is better i mean some people don't even put their names on it they like you know use different names like i use my middle they name
1: they swap their uh first and last letter of their name and flip them around yeah it's like a common Pig, one
0: was it big latin
1: or whatever it's, yeah sort of <clears throat> um yeah i mean we were but I, I we didn't and uh especially in today's day and age like um i saw a post the other day that someone it was like u.s army uh what the fuck or whatever posted a thing where it was on like a Reddit thread or somewhere on Facebook or something that said, Hey, my daughter's doing a uh, school project about Fort Polk. Um, So if anyone could let us know, like uh, you, what kind of vehicles they have, like how many things they have and stuff like that. Like they're clearly probing for information about the base. Um, So you just got to be careful. So like, there's a lot of things you can't use, but to to your family or post what stupid stuff um, be cognizant of what you're posting, but yeah, as long as you're not posting anything untoward.
0: Yeah. Um, Hater comes in. I actually know who this is. I, just, I won't blast his name out. I don't know if he wants me to say it, but uh, he says uh, he's a drill sergeant, said that he has a few regiment fisters come through basic at Jackson. So make sure you haze them uh, a lot.
1: No, it's I'm called gonna... corrective training.
0: <laughs> right, right. Not hazing. Uh, just <laughs> extra corrective training. dude. Um, No, that's awesome.
1: Let's see here. Where did I? I lost it. Uh, oh, Josh thinks says I started tracking fiber because my digestion has been pretty bad. Increasing fiber has made me feel much better over the last couple of weeks. That's awesome. Um, obviously, we are not doctors. Uh, so we recommend if you, you know, you feel free to get with someone about that. That could be a, a bigger problem if you've been having issues. But if the fiber is helping, that's great. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, always check with the doctor. You know, probiotics are always good. I think that's pretty safe for most people. If you if you don't take probiotics or eat things like you need things like natural sources like yogurt and stuff like that. Start throwing that stuff in there. That good bacteria uh, will help too.
1: Water too is water. a big one. Being hydrated yeah. is very helpful. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, certainly. Yeah, clean diet, <clears throat> plenty of fluids. You know, throw those probiotics in there too. Uh, uh, oh, make sure you chew. But anyway, I sound like your grandma. Make sure you chew your food. Uh, but uh, Damien, I'll say his name. He came back. He says, I'm correcting them all day.
1: <laughs> Good. He
0: says, I'm correcting their ass all day. So,
1: Good. Yeah,
0: they need
1: it. Um, um, Rex Myatt says, would you recommend going to RAS first or Ranger school as an E3? Um, hmm. It really just depends. Um probably if you want to be in regiment, I don't know, it's really personal preference. So there's there's a couple pros and cons to each. So if you go to rest first, um, you might get put in line. If you have the ability to go to Ranger school now at your unit, wherever you are, Um, you know, you don't want to miss that shot. If you can take it, you might get put in the back of the line but also if you show up as a tab d4 you're going to have more expected of you and if you're not you're not going to really know how they do things yet you'll know how to do your job obviously if you're a tab d4 and you've been in the army but you won't know how you, to do your job necessarily in regiment and like more might get put on your plate that you're not really prepared for um but they I mean they're not just going to throw you to the wolves so it's really honestly that's just like a personal preference kind of thing um i would recommend if you feel ready for ranger school now um go ahead and go but just keep in mind that when you get back you are not going to be rasp ready so when you get back from ranger school you're going to have to get yourself back together and then go to rasp a little bit more down the line
0: yeah it's an ass whooping uh, i just put up an article by the way you can if you're like want to know a little bit about ranger school i'll kind of tell my story about it uh hopefully you have a better time than i did but uh you will you know, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> it's just not it's straight up an ass whooping dude uh but uh but yeah you can go read that article that kind of helps and then i did that podcast with black flag nation uh he's actually a ranger instructor in florida phase uh, make sure you go follow black flag nation you guys are interested in ranger school um and he's got great leadership stuff but also go check out our podcasts on youtube and we're working on getting our podcasts in other places too oh so yeah So that
1: yeah it's kind of a process it's been a blast
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Josh Nick says for the pre-workout meal is there a particular carb count you should shoot for I've been doing about 50 grams but I found a regiment nutrition pdf that said one gram of carbs per kilogram when eating an hour out um do you want me to reread that to you that was a lot yeah
0: one more time okay (laughs)
1: um for a pre-workout meal is there a particular carb count you should shoot for I've been doing about 50, 50 grams, sorry, 50 grams, but I found a regiment nutrition PDF that said one gram of carbs per kilogram of, I assume body weight when eating an hour out from a workout.
0: That's a good question.
1: I don't Um, have that information like off the top of my head. I personally don't eat before I work out.
0: Yeah. It also depends on like your goal. So if you're trying to put on mass, then you're going to have different parameters than somebody who is obviously trying to lean out. Um, So you know, some people believe in carbo loading. They also eat in cycles. So they have like a, a bulking phase and then they have, you know, a phase where they lean out. Um, but actually, uh, let's, let's look at Dr. Google for a little bit. Carbs for pre-workout you know.
1: Um, um, yeah, it just depends. Like you said, it depends on your goals. So, for example, like I don't eat before I work out. I work out in the morning, and the Army essentially trained me like not to eat before I work out because of PT in the morning. Like, I didn't wake up and eat before PT, although I probably should have. So yeah, I don't eat a
0: lot before mine either. I don't
1: eat until lunch. So I wake up, I do a little bit of work, I go work out at the gym, I come home, and that's when I eat right after, my, like, after I've used my um, body for my workout. That's when I start putting uh, food back in. But I'm also sort of trying to cut right now, so... um Does so yeah, it depends on your goal. So if you're trying to bulk up, you know, if you're a smaller guy, like I know when I was in high school, I was like, you know, 112 pounds soaking wet, and you know, I was just trying to eat as much as I could to, you know, pack it on.
0: Yeah, so I'm more of a fan of eating after a workout, like personally. You know, whatever, however, you want to do it, I mean, that's completely up to you. Especially if you're bulking, like if you look at my bulking meal plan, I'll tell you to eat like a bunch of meals uh, throughout the day. So we break it up into, I believe what I split in six meals and then like you're eating a lot. So, um, so you'll be eating a lot throughout the day. Uh, and I would say more so what's more so important if you're trying to use that, especially for mass gain is to take in that energy after you do your activity. Um, so I don't know, I'll I'll look more into that question. That's a great question. So I'm actually, I'll write that down. Uh, and I'll look more into that cause that's a good question. I haven't gotten
1: that. Yeah, either. that is a good question. Um, that's one thing I, I guess we've, we do put out nutrition information, but we don't usually go, uh, into depth like that just cause it does depend for each person, but that is something that we can look into and, and have an answer for you. Um, yeah. next time. <clears throat> <Yep>. Um, <clears throat> what do we got here? Oh, Mike F. here I- we go. He's back. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, he said 5'9". It's on the shorter side, brother. I got a step stool if you need one.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> okay, good. I'll take it.
1: Dude. He said it's still better uh, than 5'6", though, so you're all right. Good. All right. <clears throat>
0: don't, yeah, don't take any more inches away from me, dude. I need every <laughs> every bit I got, dude.
1: What um, he does is he's 5'6", but he just flips the six upside down. He's like, "Whoa, well, I'm 5'9". That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the six to the nine, dude.
0: Um. Colin says, how did you guys deal with the lack of good physical training and boot camp and so on? Um, does everyone just have to get back into shape afterwards? So you know it, it depends on where your physical fitness is at before going to boot camp. I was a very active kid. Um, you know I used to ride my bike everywhere. I would run to the gym, go workout and stuff like so when I went to the army, it wasn't like I wasn't used to physical activity. Some people it's the first time they're really doing any sort of physical activity in their life. So for some people they're getting in shape Uh, for other people, it feels like a step backwards because you're not lifting weights while you're in there. It's a lot more body weight stuff. You get corrective training throughout the day. And so it's a different type of shape. So that's kind of a mixed question.
1: And so, Uh, okay. This gets asked by a lot. And I know that you guys, especially if you guys are on our programs, like you are going to lose a little bit of your, like, if you, you're, your PRs are going to be a lower when you get out of base training. But keep in mind that you're doing PT in the morning. You're walking everywhere. You are doing training all day. You are standing you know, in formation for hours and hours. Like You pretty much get up and stay on your feet doing things for the entirety of the day. So it's not that you know, you're not getting to the gym. You're not doing crazy intense workouts. But you are using your body all day, every day. Except for Sundays. Like you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the ground floor and you don't get off your feet again until you go to bed at night. So you're not really, yeah, you're not bench pressing, you're not squatting, you're not doing sprints and stuff like that. You're not running five miles, but you're not going to get as out of shape as you think you might.
0: No, yeah, it's a different type of... Definitely a different type of shape. Like you're not gonna break your bench max, your bench press PR, you know, while you're in basic training. Yeah. You know, so but maybe the first time you do that much calisthenics, like maybe you're not that good at push ups before you go and then you learn how to do more push ups, you know. Well,
1: and especially if you yeah, like you said, I mean if you're lifting a lot and you're not doing a lot of stretching or do not doing a lot of like exterior functional fitness things, um, like rolling, uh Brazilian jitsu or yoga or something like that, like you'll get tight. Like I remember we did the um what is it, the the course where it's like a teamwork course where you have like the planks of wood and stuff and like i was really good at it because like i wrestled and did all stuff so i was always really functionally fit you know i wasn't the strongest guy but i was able to like fit myself into places and maneuver things in like awkward positions um so there'll be a lot of different things that you'll encounter and you're not going to get as out of shape as uh, you might think you will
0: no yeah that's a great point um
1: shelton says if i'm
0: well, I guess we can, we can answer his question though. So like, do you have to get like afterwards, like if you want to do something afterwards, but for, by all means, like if there's a parameter you want to get jump back to, but I think you'll find that again, like you said, you're active the whole time. You'll bounce back. If it's the weight goals, like weightlifting goals, you'll bounce back pretty quick, you know, cause you are active throughout that
1: Yeah. And I mean, when we got out of basic, we went to AIT, obviously as 13 Foxes and like it, Every step of the way, you'll you increases the, like the fitness regimen for like PT in the morning and throughout the day and things like that. So by the time I went through basic AIT, airborne pre-rasp and then rasp, like even if I wasn't in shape like at all, it works you up. Like you go each step of the way. Like by the time I was in pre-rasp, I mean we woke up in the morning, we were running like seven miles, and like we were not running slow, and I was keeping up. With that, from after basic AIT and airborne school, honestly, everyone's school probably helped my run times more than anything else. Just because you run literally everywhere all the time, you don't run fast, but you just run a lot. So, like those distance runs, I think helped out a lot. Like all that, like just the impact of all those runs, I think helped me in the long term.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, you ju- just maybe mixing it up. So uh, also, you know, like when we were in airborne school, we went and lifted weights too. I mean, you got time whenever you get to certain training where you'll be able to go out and lift weights and stuff like that. So, uh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. And the gym and everything is kind of in that section is pretty close.
0: Yeah. Uh, Shelton says, if I'm if I'm colorblind and I'm able to distinguish between vivid red and green, which you can, then would I be good to go? And he's talking about the 11X option. Um, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but uh, Shelton... Short answer is if you can pass that test that they have for being colorblind, if you can distinguish, I believe it's a, there's like a faint number or something, number or letter in uh
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um they do have the actual colorblind test uh with the the bubbles in the colors with the numbers inside um but that is not what he's talking about the red green green colorblind test if you fail that test with the numbers is you can be red green colorblind you'll be able to pass that thing it's super super easy it literally is just like a, a big giant rectangle of red and green so even if you didn't know you, you can't see red and green right as long as you know which one is red and green for your own personal like vision you can pass it i'm colorblind and i was fine
0: there you go <clears throat> perfect um damien says for us on sundays we give them pretty free reign on working out with weights and keeping them in the baits. yeah so and and even we had that uh in our ait where um uh, 13 fox ait we could go lift some weights um and Um, i know other people like medics and stuff who have granted the ait for 13 fox now is longer from what i understand i think everyone's
1: ait seems like it's longer now
0: yeah um so i think yeah because most these aits are longer they give you guys more passes more free reign to go kind of uh, do some extracurricular stuff.
1: Yeah, well, we had weekends off too. I mean, as long as you passed all your stuff, like if you failed your PT test, then you couldn't do anything else except you had like remedial PT on the weekends. Um, yeah. But you were you had passes and stuff. I mean, most of us just kind of went to the mall or whatever, but you can't go to the gym. <clears throat> yeah. Like I played a ton of basketball. That's what we did. I, me and a bunch of the guys would go play basketball. Yeah. Danny couldn't play because he's only five six. but... <clears throat> um. Yeah. Uh, Jake M says, when did you guys get out? Uh, I got out in 2018 and Daniel got out in 2015, 16,
0: 16.
1: <clears throat> um, JM says, do you think, uh, do you think a Ukraine deployment will be just a special office deployment or will it also include a conventional army? Um, That is, it's way too soon to answer that question. Honestly, um, it depends. It, I, things are developing pretty rapidly, but uh, it'll, it'll depend. It could be that or it could be both. It could be nothing.
0: Uh, yeah, you know what I told I told somebody recently, because we've been getting asked these questions a lot. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so I said, you know, this could end with peace talks two days from now, or we could have a nuclear war and everything in between. You know, I don't think it's going to go to that, by the yeah. way. I've, but <clears throat> but it's, it is just a rapidly changing situation. Um, I know that we probably are avoid doing everything we can minus putting boots on the ground in Ukraine. I think that's one of the last things we're trying to do. Uh,
1: Yeah. Ideally. I agree. I think, uh, U S troop involvement is, uh, far off.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, so Aiden says, does weight play a big, uh, does it have a big effect with pull-ups? I can do 26 right now and i weigh 118 pounds. Uh, it's a good count. And really it just depends on how people train. So it's all relative. Um, so you have to train specific to be able to do pull-ups. If you are, for example, if you're a power lifter that weighs, you know, 230 pounds, you're probably not going to get very many pull-ups because of the way you train and the kind of mass that you pack on. So short answer is yes, it can play a role, but it also depends on your training style.
1: Um, I would definitely say it does play a role. It's, it's easier to have a better strength to weight ratio if you only weigh 120 pounds. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily your weight. I just think at a lower weight, it's easier to have a better strength to weight ratio.
0: Yeah. And a good video for this. All right. I'm going to sell you guys on my YouTube and get ready to get solicited on YouTube. Um, so if you go to our YouTube channel, trainer, talk, number one, I talk about the differences and training styles and muscle fibers. And this will answer that question. Cause basically I talk about training being a tipping scale and how you can improve in everything, but there's a reason you don't typically see like, like, uh, some huge bodybuilder is not going to crank out 26 pull-ups like you can, you know, um, So there's, there's typically a reason
1: for that. Those suits also usually weigh like 350 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Josh Nick says, when it comes to boots, did you take two pairs of good boots or did you keep your standard issue boots at RASP? We were not allowed to wear boots at RASP that were not standard issue. Yeah, we wore um, standard issue. But I would recommend probably um, getting a pair of comfortable boots that have a decent amount of support um, that you don't mind being in for eight weeks straight, essentially. But especially like an out cold range and stuff, if you can get a, find a pair of boots that you like. I pref- preferred Garmonts once I was a- out of my training. Um, but whatever, everyone kind of has their own preference.
0: That's true. You know, personally, mine was Garmonts and Rockies they have good uh brand of boots they got good ankle support that's what i i really liked was the ankle support um and like I, like i said i think we yeah we were standard issue but now if you get a if you got an option i'm sure they got limitations on your options like you're not going to wear solomons right you probably no they, they'd
1: skin. have to be they'd have to be within uh, ar670-1 tan.
0: yeah they'd have to be tan ar670-1 and,
1: yeah you're so, not rocking like Merrills or solomons or something like that you'd have to get yeah actual properly colored uh like coyote tan um boots.
0: Yeah. I look at those Rockies and, and, and Garmonts. Yeah. Those are those are solid
1: I do know some guys that used to swear by take like getting their standard issue boots resold though. Um with a, a softer sole to make them a little bit more comfortable. That's oh, what a lot sure. of guys did to get our around support. our only standard issue boots deal. Um, I never did it, but I know a lot of people who swore by it and, and even re- like those boots afterwards when they could have whatever boots they want, they enjoyed those ones the most. They thought they were the most comfortable.
0: Yeah, our support goes a long way if you guys can find some good insoles and stuff and it's legal for you guys to have.
1: Inserts, uh, yeah, are huge.
0: They should, that, yeah, that shouldn't be, I don't think there's any rules for that. I would be surprised if there was, but.
1: Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know.
0: I don't think that matters, but
1: uh yeah. Let's see. Uh Josh also says when you guys were tired at cold range, how'd you keep your head on straight and fight the sleep deprivation? Mostly worried about it changing my mental state and losing drive while that tired. Um we have talked about this. We should we should do an episode. We should do like a recorded podcast just where we talk about cold range in depth. Um not like what happens exactly, but just kind of, you know, some of the stuff. Um But no, so when you're at cold range, um yeah, you're going to be really tired. That's just, you know, it's going to happen. Um The hardest part, I think, and what got guys the most was they get tired when they're out doing Nightland and they fall asleep. Like, they sit down for a second to look at their map and nod off, and then they get caught by the cadre, and then they get in trouble. Um But, you know, it has to be mentally tough, like I said. Um We've talked about it a couple of times. Uh I am a... Not necessarily a negative self-talker, but like I don't like to let things beat me. I don't care if it's an inanimate object. So, like, if that's post in the ground that's trying to hide from me on land, app, like, I'm not going to let that thing beat me if I can avoid it. Like, I don't want sleep to beat I don't want sleep deprivation to beat me or hunger to beat me. I don't want to let those things beat me. Um, so I just like make everything a competition, like whether it's inanimate objects or other people, whatever. I just try to, um, you know that's how i think about things like that Uh, but it is tough i mean they got the warm shed with food and like cots and uh stuff to like tempt you to to quit um which and you guys know
0: you know if you did quit no amount of comfort would make you feel better afterwards
1: oh no and they don't like you don't go home back right away either so like you're still at cold range and they make you do duties and stuff around cold range like help set things up and clean up so you're still there with everybody like you yeah. don't get just to leave so it's pretty uncomfortable
0: yeah just embrace that embrace that discomfort dude um that
1: but is, honestly uh... just in on my biggest thing at cold range is it's gonna suck and you're gonna be sucking but take land nav as like a, a reset so I love LandNav and I've always loved LandNav because at every single time everywhere that you ever are, you get to be alone away from everyone and everything and just, you know, do your thing. You just walk in the woods, you find your points, you come back, you get four hours to yourself away from being yelled at to just kind of reset your mental state. It gives you a little bit of a second to kind of reset your mental state. Now, obviously it doesn't work as well if you're really bad at LandNav and are really struggling, but you know, once you get comfortable with landab, it's a nice little kind of reset. And by the end of cold range, you're going to do landab like six times. So,
0: yeah.
1: <clears throat> um, Aiden says
0: I can't gain weight. Um, my metabolism is so fast. My calorie count is four thousand a day. Um,
1: I wish I had that problem. I'm getting old.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, some people struggle with uh with the weight gain. is completely natural. Um, you know what, uh. You know, just keep, keep training, keep training hard and, you know, keep eating, um, you know, and it may even be that, that, uh, you may even need to eat more, you know, it's, uh, some people do just work. They train so hard and move so much that maybe you need to up it, maybe another 500 calories and see if that fixes the problem. You know, if you're really trying to put on mass or something, but, um, definitely up the weights.
1: It depends on where those calories are coming from too. Yeah. Um, so if you're just taking in 4,000 calories, like you could just be drinking a whole case of Coke, but, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so you gotta be making sure that you're doing, you know, you have the proper macros and the 4,000 calories as well. Um, cause you know, if you're just putting sugar in your body or, you know, some of these other kind of just like, you know, empty calories, then you're just essentially immediately burning those away. And those aren't doing anything. Those aren't helping you build upon anything inside your body. Um, so yeah, it does depend on if you have a healthier, like a well-macroed four thousand calories versus, uh, you know, not so much.
0: Well, this goes back to digestion too. Also, make sure that you're doing. And this sounds it sounds corny, but it, it's absolutely true. Make sure you're doing things like chewing your food good. Um, some people even take, uh, which definitely check with a doctor before you do something like this. But some people take like over-the-counter enzymes that they take to help their body digest it and use those uh, energy sources because sometimes, like, you guys are. Taking in at calories. And again, they're not optimal. They're not the max efficiency. And those are the kind of things that you need to put on that good mass. Um, you need the right training. You need to uh, need the right sources of food. And again, uh, like I said, we got free um, informational uh, content on our nutrition tab. We'll continue to add to it, but we also have our meal plans. If You guys are looking for more guidance.
1: Uh, and one of the things you'll see in our meal plans, too, is, uh, you know, we don't obviously recommend either like just eating 4000 or, or all the calories at one time. So spreading it out, giving your body time to properly digest and use those calories before adding a bunch more calories into it um, helps a little bit, too, especially if you're trying to struggle a little bit to gain weight. Uh, it also depends on how old you are. I mean, I, I couldn't gain weight to save my life. Uh, I put on like 40 pounds between basic and rasp. <clears throat> Just because I was 18, 19, 20 years old. I was just literally growing up. Like, if you're 18, sometimes it's going to take a little bit. You know, dudes grow until they're, what, 25? And yep. then it's downhill. Straight downhill after that, but.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> do you got one on? I, oh, I do. Um, can you explain the difference between RASP1 and RASP2? <laughs> Um, this is when we get a lot RASP1 is for lower enlisted and is harder and more of a kind of a little bit of a suck fest with uh, a more knowledge coming in after the first initial kind of like three to four weeks RASP, two is more of a leadership course to test how well uh, you're capable of leading rangers because it's for um, upper enlisted and officers. So it's like a three-week course where they test your leadership skills. There's a lot more um, emphasis put on like peer reviews, um, operational leadership, um, upwards, things like that. That you don't get so much as a lower enlisted. They're just making sure you're prepared to be a ranger, and you're going to get most of your training when you get there. Um, as at RASP two, you they have to make sure you're capable of doing the training of the guys that are lower enlisted who are coming in ready to be trained.
0: Yeah. Um. So I got a I got a question, and we haven't touched this one for a long time, but I will I will touch this, and I'm going to stay um, more neutral with it. But Uh-oh. uh, yeah. Uh, but we'll keep it brief. So Rob, Rob Prime says, what's the deal with uh, like mandates for vaccines in the military? So long story short, when you're in the military, you're mandated to get uh, a bunch of vaccines. I know there's
1: all of if the talking, vaccines. If
0: you're talking about a new one. I know there's been a lot of hysteria over it. Um, all of a sudden people became uh, vaccinologists, you know, and a lot of these people couldn't tell you how other vaccines work. So what I will say is I get both sides of it. I get that there's been hysteria on both sides, but um it's not gonna hurt you uh it's something that you will be mandated to do so if you join the military and you just know you'll be mandated to take a ton of vaccines
1: yeah That's i mean a- when we went through in processing i i couldn't count the m- amount of shots that i received um
0: no you line up and guys just start sticking in arms
1: oh yeah and then deployment's even worse um prepping for deployment you just walk around everyone gets to go to the gym and you just walk around in like a U shape and just get like all the needles all the shots and all the stuff so yeah it, I, the thing is is like if, i know people have made a big deal about it for for the military but the military has always had mandated vaccines that's never been a, every vaccine ever is mandated by the army and it's always has been i know this Even one was different shot. with everything but everything is mandated like they come around and make you take your flu shot like it is they need you to not be sick and need to be in prime shape. So they're going to make sure that they take all the steps to make sure that that happens. Um, so, I mean, whether you agree with it or not, the fact of the matter is it's a volunteer army and they don't have to take you. So that's just their way around it for some of this stuff. Um, you know, you obviously don't have to join the army, so you don't have to get the vaccine if you don't want to. Um, but it is mandated and all of them are mandated, including anthrax and stuff that isn't as much of an issue anymore. Um, all of it. You just that's just how it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we finally touched that question. We've got that question for a long time, but uh, there it is. So-
1: yeah, and that's yeah. Like I said, that's just you know, that's just it. That's the fact. That's just the way it is for for the military and all the the military people. Um, Ax had a question, but apparently he retracted it. Um. Anyways, um. Uh was scrolling around the Go Army website and they talked about a special forces medical sergeant MOS. Do you know that what any of that is? I'm pretty good with medical stuff, so I want to see if I could do it. I don't actually know specifically what you're talking about. Did it have like uh an MOS identifier, like a number and a letter? That that would help me nail it down. Um without that I don't exactly know what you're talking about, Mike. Um so, if you can get me that identifier, I'm going to be able to help you out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin says, when I asked about getting back into shape after boot camp and so on, it was more for guys trying to be rangers. Okay. So, I'd imagine running would suffer. Uh, sorry if this answered uh, my connection bugged out. Actually, no, your running should not suffer. So, uh, don't, don't, yeah. I, so, in boot camp, they, or basic training, I should say, they have running groups and if you're running with a group like some some dudes uh some drill sergeants and stuff they can run dude so like some if you're if you're going up there with a group like i know some drill sergeants that were running like five and a half minute miles and like dudes were falling back in a b group right so some of those
1: drill sergeants make it a point if you think they're like oh you think you can run an a group yeah you're like not anymore (laughs)
0: yeah and keep in mind i mean you may have a previous special forces guy previous ranger who are who is you know your drill sergeant or whatever that happens but also there's some dudes there's some studs in the conventional army too just because you put a special name on it doesn't mean that there's not special dudes everywhere so you know there's some dudes who are monsters out there in shape and they're gonna they're gonna some of them got a point to prove like you said
1: yeah and especially i remember we got um a little bit extra sometimes because because we there's three of us with option 40s so we got a little bit extra sometimes oh you got you have you think you'll be a ranger so yeah no they running probably won't suffer and like you'll run a lot in basic ait osit airborne school pre-rasp like you'll 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 be running a lot Um, what do I got here? Uh, James says, did you guys use two pairs of boots to let one air out every day? Um, yeah. So one of the problems though, was I only had, we only get one pair of cold weather boots and some of the training I did, uh, up in two rest was pretty cold, but yeah, you try to usually cycle out your boots. Um, especially because, you know, if one gets wet, you definitely don't want to put those boots back on. I can't deal with wet boots. Like if my socks are wet, like that's it, I'm done. Yeah, I'm going home.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Reggie says, "Did y'all? Did y'all know? Uh, we knew we were going to get at least one of these. Uh, did you know that the Ukrainian nuclear power plant is under attack right now? So me and James actually talked about this uh, before the live stream. We did. Um. Yeah. So we're what we're hoping is that somebody had enough sense not to hit a not to hit something of importance because the fact that they're doing any sort of fighting around a nuclear power plant is, is uh, not very cash money. Well,
1: um, I don't want to get into it too much, but it obviously is an important like fixture uh, point of emphasis and like a good, uh, like energy is, it is just a tactical, there's a tactical reason why they're trying to take it. I don't think they're going to try to blow it up is all I was saying. Yeah, that would be a lot of speculation on my part, but
0: <clears throat> yeah, there's some speculation there, you know, it, they say that this one's 10 times the size of Chernobyl. If y'all know anything about Chernobyl. Oh, if you my Lord. Know, it's yeah, he watched the
1: Chernobyl documentary. That's all I hear from him all day.
0: Dude, <clears throat> I love if Chernobyl fascinated me for a while, but um, but uh, it was a bad deal. So anyways, uh, anyways, let's hope they got enough sense not to do something stupid. I mean, a lot of them don't have enough sense right now, but <clears throat> we're hoping.
1: Um, okay, yeah. so Axe asked this question a little bit farther down, so I'll jump to that one. I'll get back to the ones above it, but he had asked earlier. Uh, he said, like, "Can we get the story of how Jay joined TLR?" It's on here. If it's on here, can you put me to the video? I don't think we actually did ever put out like a video of uh, when I joined. Um, really, it started because he was doing his like YouTube thumbnails in like MS Paint, and I was like, "Dude, we you got to clean that up." <clears throat> and I was like, "I can do it. Um, I can do it. I, I know it a little bit." Um, and essentially, he. I jumped on to help with that and he said he would just, it was kind of getting out of hand for him to handle all, all alone. Um, you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, especially as you know, it grows and you know, all you guys are here, which we appreciate. It does, you know, get a little bit more uh, difficult to manage. Um, so I kind of yeah. just snowballed.
0: Yeah, it, it was, it was at the point where I needed help. Um, Cause if, as a one man operation, I mean, James sees that it, it's a lot of work and like you can work endless amounts. It's It's a weird deal whenever you're running your own show, because you can literally set, there's no ceiling so you can work forever. And where I was finding is that I needed, I needed a partner. I needed somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of help to think. Um, Cause I was, you know, I was answering messages. I'm trying to create content and I'll do all these things. And, and uh, you know, I'd call James anyway, and I'd be like, Hey man, yeah. what do you think about this? What do you think <clears throat> about that? I'd be getting in my head about stuff. Cause there's a lot of exposure whenever you're being online. So, Hey man, do you think I should have put this out? Do you think I should put that out? And then one day it came up. He's like, dude, he's like, one thing is you got to fix these thumbnails. Cause these are atrocious. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, do you know anything about it? And I was like, I was like, dude, you want to come work for, it? you want to come work with me? You know? And he was like, he's like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And then it just kind of from there took off and, and thank God, dude. Cause, uh, needed all the help <clears> I could get.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it is it is a lot. I mean, you see both of us are in the comments, both of us are in the Instagram DMs, uh, customer service, um, making merch, getting content out, uh, doing all the back-end tech stuff for the content, which is probably the worst part by far and away. The worst part for sure uh, is the back-end tech stuff. Um, but it's tough. And it, also, I mean, it's always tough. I, he used to call me before. It's tough to you know know if you're doing the right thing or saying the right stuff without someone To kind of tell you if it's a bad idea or a good idea, or to refine some of your ideas if it's just coming from one person. So you're welcome, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. no, a big thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Aiden says, I also do rowing. I'm pretty lean from all the pulling. Yeah, rowing's great. Uh, Great exercise. Not a question. So I'm going to roll on to. uh, Oh, you too. Got it. I'm just going to keep, I'll just answer all mine and then we'll address yours. <clears throat> um, uh, so I'll hit this one and then we'll hit a uh, YouTube. I'm just kidding. But cardio, cardio will die at basic training because since we don't have this is coming from a drill sergeant, so says cardio will die at basic training because we don't have a lot of time dedicated to running mostly 30 sixties, uh, hill repeats and, um, AGRs that's, that's about it. So, um, yeah, I guess it would depend on, you know, he would know more about That's a lot of running. Her. Yeah, thirty sixties are pretty good though. Yeah, That's those will cool. kill
1: you. <laughs> yeah, you, know, when um, you also for stuff like that, like hill sprints and um, the thirty sixties, like you get what you put into those too. So, like if you're really making it, uh, um, you're making it a point to be really trying to push yourself when you do get the chance um but most of us most of the people are doing push-ups and sit-ups and stuff in the bay at night too so um but i'll, I'll tell you in school really helped my running you don't run i'm telling you you don't run fast but you run a lot like that helped yep. my distance running a lot <clears throat> so for my five mile i think that helped bring my time down a little bit
0: yeah um
1: my turn yep uh, I actually
0: praise the 360s on uh, on my PT test improvement video by the way. So, I actually I like the 360s a lot.
1: Yeah, super good. Those like inter- interval sprints are are super good for your run times. Yeah. Uh Josh Nick says I'm going to ask an ego question. Was it super cool b- going beyond the brown fence and being separated from the rest of the army? I have a cousin at Benning who said he avoids you guys because you're crazy absolutely 100 <laughs> yeah i'm not even gonna sit here and joke around about it it absolutely feels amazing um but it feels good because you earn it too like it's not something you just got um you, no, you like work your ass off to get to that point
0: you earn every inch of it and you continue to earn it that's the thing that people don't understand is like it it doesn't just end after the selection it's a constant ass whooping but it feels nice when you go to like you know you go to like uh, a school different or something and you yeah make same with other people you you <laughs> You feel like a rock star. People treat you like a rock star. And it's like different because when you're definitely when you're a private regiment, you don't feel like a rock star there. You're getting eight alive, dude. And then you go somewhere else and they're like, wow. You know, so that is cool.
1: I've, well, I've told this story before. I was at you in process. When you go to Savannah, you actually in process at uh, Fort Stewart. So I was there with a buddy of mine who we went through RASP with, um, who, you know, uh, Frank. And we felt like the cool kids on campus at Fort Stewart because we were just in processing and there was an the e7 in charge of us but he even kind of like backed off he, they kind of knew that a bunch of the rangers come through and they had the in processing is a little bit lighter for us because we do most of it at the other base and we felt real cool we you know we had like 12 days of in processing at fort stewart we were just hanging out going out doing whatever we wanted and then just like the fear that set in like my stomach when we were getting picked up by the rangers to drive us back to like to actual uh hunter. Um like the fear of seeing NCOs get out with those tan again and I was like I'm like I felt really cool and then I immediately felt like I had, I was just like a small child in a place I shouldn't be again. Um so yeah, you definitely earn it and you definitely do not feel like a rock star when you're behind the brown fence. But like when you're around it or outside of it, you do feel feel pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a great yeah, it's a great point. Um, rocha says i just want to thank you guys uh you guys are great for having these live streams thank rocha uh glad to help dude we
1: josh- have fun
0: talking too we have fun talking to you guys so yeah. it's like it's like it, this is actually energizing for us but we also get to help people out so it's it's just it's fun
1: <clears throat> you took it josh nick said the same thing Says really appreciate you guys appreciate you guys doing this
0: oh nice yes thank you
1: um Ty Schultz says, "So for my first time going to recruiter, what do I tell them if I plan on going Ranger? Um, pretty much, you want to t- t- try to get an Option Forty contract. Um, they probably have some. uh just depends what MOSs they have them for. It's not like you get to pick your MOS and you grab the Option Forty contract. It's like packaged together uh, for the most part. So you have to really kind of I would take a look and see what job you want to do, what MOS you want to do, um, and kind of go in with that idea." and then try to get an option 40 contract through that and let that recruiter know that. And don't let them bully you. Uh, I say that all the time. Don't let them push you in anything.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cause I, you know, make sure you got it on your terms before you sign that contract. Cause once you do, they got you. So, um, Damien says we mostly focus on getting people that can't push their own body weights. Uh, most guys with regiment in the contract are motivated and take it upon themselves to work out with what we have yeah when you got something looming like a selection it, it is more motivating um i would say for most people but yeah definitely i would advise anybody know whether you're just get ready for your unit too even if like things like regiment or sf doesn't interest you like get ready for your unit too because you get to show up there and perform as well
1: um <sighs> So Mike F says 18 Delta was the only MOS, but the, it, yeah, so the, so the special forces guys do get broken down into other, like into jobs. Um, so you have like your combo and your stuff like that. So realistically, it's probably just their medic. Um, it just, if they're Sokum trained medics, it's probably what you are looking at, Mike F. Um, if you are interested in that, uh, Sockham is crazy. I have so much respect for all the medics and stuff that go through SOCOM. That is a practically going to med school over the course of like six months like it is it's it's not an easy school and it has a high failure rate because it's so hard it is so academically and physically challenging um it is definitely one of the more impressive schools to pass uh, i think in the military but uh, hands down
0: for sure yeah they do they do good training because all the medics that come out of that are always solid dude always so collected and know exactly what to do so they they do it right whatever they're putting those tests through
1: Comrade Lawrence Page says, "Bill's Mafia for life." I actually have my Bill's Mafia, uh, my Bill's Salute to Service jacket on.
0: Oh boy, got him started. <sighs> so, uh, he's, you know, he's in a cult, dude. I he's also have Bills the cult.
1: I got the Friendly Ranger tank on too. But
0: <clears throat> oh, good, very good. That's a cult too. That's a, that's our cult. That's yeah,
1: to... yeah, I'm actually a member of two cults. <clears throat> <laughs> uh,
0: Daniel, Daniel and the Lions said, uh, "Have you met anyone?" Uh, prior service, 30 years or older, and rasp. That is very common. Um, yeah, age is not a limitation. You know what, Marks was what 41 when he went to rasp. You know, yeah. we actually we knew him.
1: Yeah, we had a. There's a lot of older guys, especially because um, depending on what's going on too. Like, if something happens over, like. With Ukraine and Russia and U.S. troop involvement happens, you'll see a lot of over 30 people because uh, they'll they'll want to join up and like that patriotism and stuff will kind of kick in and people will do it uh, a little bit older. But it's yeah, it's pretty common and they always do really good. It's always actually pretty nice because, um, you know, and Daniel, were teenagers. Like it was nice to know some like men who like sort of knew what was going on in life as a human. Like we had no, we no life experience really. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, you think you have life experience, but you don't. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I sort of still feel like I don't have life experience, but <laughs>
0: <clears throat> uh, there's some funny questions in here. All right, James, we got to pick, we got to pick two. Um, cause okay. we're a little over our time limit. So one for you, one for me. Um, let's go. Yeah. I'll pick uh'll pick one more question here. So I'll let you go first and then I'll, I'll do mine.
1: Um, oh man, why do I have to pick first? Uh, I'll pick my guess. That's actually a good one. Uh, what are the best schools to go to? for any reason um a school i mean we only did so many schools uh so i'll I'll tell you a school that i wanted to go to that i didn't get to go to um that i was actually on a list to go to and i had i was supposed to go to the school but something happened and i was i had to i had to stay back and, and take care of something um army wise at my unit um so i wanted to go to seer school uh, that was a school that i really really wanted to go to that i didn't get to go to uh what about you daniel sear school as
0: well yeah same
1: wow thing. wow dude yep. original yeah,
0: sear would have been great in some people's pipeline they they have sear mandatory <clears throat> i think sear is probably uh like one of the, one of the best schools on the on the list dude that would definitely be in my top 5 um you know, schools that you should have in the military, but uh, yeah, I didn't
1: go. I'll give you another one. Uh, the mountaineering school seems fun too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool.
1: That seems like a cool one. Um, you know, if you can get your hands on some cool schools, I, I would definitely go out of your way to do it. Um, I did mostly job related ones and then I did some combatives and stuff like that. Um, it, it it does get a little bit tougher as like an NCO though, because you got to like take care of your guys and stuff. So um But I would get as many schools as you can. Uh, A lot of them are a lot of fun. Um, I did like a. I was an air movement officer, so I learned how to do hazmat and load a plane properly with hazmat and vehicles and people, um, which was like a really cool skill to learn and to to take over for my company or my battery when I was in the 82nd.
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. Colin says, should I hold out for an option 40? The official 75th is saying you can volunteer at AIT. I heard option 40 is super rare for 11 x-rays. So Colin, um, I'll answer this question. uh, But also in a longer form, I've done a full podcast with uh, with a recruiter and we talk about all things about the option 40 answer all sorts of questions. So just make sure you check that out on YouTube might answer some other follow up questions you have. But long story short, yes, there are cases where you can volunteer at AIT, but I always say it's Outside of the option forty, I also I always like to you guys to get the option 40 first if you can. But a lot of the times, yes, guys are signing up at AIT.
1: Yeah. But well, we had a bunch of people sign up at AIT too. Like, yes. um, not gonna lie, not a lot of them made it, but um, yeah. Uh, usually it's pretty easy to volunteer, especially if your MOS is in high demand. Um, and then a lot of times for eleven Xs and sixty eight whiskeys, if they're not necessarily in high demand. It, the numbers kind of fluctuate and they still need people because their failure rate still happens. So they kind of, you know, can take more than they need because they know some of them aren't going to make it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you Not know, you what guys, I was obviously, say, but yeah, you guys are all going to make it cause you're here. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say option 40 is, is number one, but worst case scenario. Yes. You can probably get it at AIT.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you're, we're about to get kicked off Instagram, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we actually went over. So I well, don't know if, did I don't know we go over? Is. Cause
1: we, we reset it, right?
0: Oh, we did reset it. Oh, good catch. So I think we're so, about
1: to go over right now.
0: <laughs> it might, yeah, it might cut us off. I know it used to cut me off at an hour <clears> unless they changed something. So, um, so we'll go ahead and end it here. Uh, also fine. It's good podcast length anyway. So um until next week guys uh thanks for tuning in we appreciate you as always for the guys who i missed your questions just pop in next uh you can message us or pop in uh next live stream we'll be here so thanks for tuning in and uh see you next time
1: yeah stay safe have a good weekend guys
0: have a good weekend